everyone, this is Brian Wildler with another episode of the Chasing Tone Podcast, the podcast where we talk about guitars and amps and effects, as well as, well, healthy dose of off-topic discussions as well. Joining me again today is Blake Wyland. You all know him by now, for sure. Uh, he hosts another guitar podcast called The Tone Mob. On that one, he interviews a variety of artists, creators, and other gear builders. But today, we discuss, uh, well... It's 4.20 today, which doesn't mean that much other than, uh, you know, it's April 20th. And then the DS1. Yes, I've talked about doing some DIY books and information. There's something available for you now. And preamps, specifically the ADA MP1. How are you supposed to run this? Do you run it direct? No, not necessarily. Do you run it into the front of the amp? Mm, I'd rather not. Let's jump in and talk about it. Good morning, Blake. Good morning, Brian. How's it going? Oh, it's going okay. It's a beautiful 65 and sunny in Martinsville, Indiana today. Hey, we're right in that same ballpark too. It feels fantastic outside. Like, my ideal weather is, a, is that what you just described and which I am experiencing. It, it's quite well. perfect. And so I thought, you know, with as beautiful as it is, not a cloud in the sky, the thing I should be doing is sitting inside working today. Yeah. You know? Let's go inside and in with our windowless places right. and shut the door yeah. and talk into a microphone and stare at a screen. Exactly. This is a perfect day to, you know, podcast. Yeah. Why not? Back in the day, I, I mean... Blake, this is, yeah, this is with you. We were, uh, I forget what service we used, but I'd just be walking around and he'd be like, why, what's the deal with all the doors squeaking? And yeah, it was a ringer. It's what ringer. I will use yeah. for my podcast. Yes. I never know what kind of equipment a guest is going to have available and it works on so many platforms, but anyway, right. It including phones, which you can walk around with. Right. And if you have squeaky doors, apparently that comes through the audio <laughs> <laughs> and birds I and birds. birds. That's right. It was the only, like, <laughs> what are you, are you getting attacked by birds? But anyways, I say that because, you know, it was nice to be able to sit on the, on, on the deck, you know, just, uh, just do a little podcasting, but times, you know, times they change times. They it change. was, it was nice. It wasn't nice for the listeners, but it was nice <laughs> for everybody else. <laughs> I would use that on the, you know, and you, you know, you can hear the difference in sound quality, but I, I would use that for the, the earliest episodes of Tone Mob. And occasionally, because uh, I was recording at my old place of employment, yeah, like a train would go by. Like, and then when I say a train goes by, the train ran through the middle of the facility. So it wasn't <laughs> like it was a little ways away. Like I could have like, stepped onto the tracks and get committed suicide if I wanted. Like it was like right there and it was loud because they decided it depended on the conductor, but it was a pretty long run. You know, it was like maybe a hundred yards that it cut through the facility. Some guys would just blast their horn blurp blurp and you know, go through some guys blared their horn the entire way through <laughs> the facility. <laughs> and so that was, that was interesting. So did you cut those out of your earlier podcasts or did you just uh, leave them in and call it authentic? Sometimes we would cut them out. Sometimes I would leave them in. It kind of depended. Like if it was that guy that was doing that, 
I I would like, okay, just give us a minute. We're going to cut this out. Um, occasionally, though, they would just drive through with like no uh, no cars behind them, just the engine itself. And that wouldn't take very long. So I'd just be like, yeah, we'll just keep talking. Right. Because I could see them from where I would I would podcast at. So, yeah. Oh, the good old days, the good old days. I just talked to my my old boss the other day and he was like, oh, yeah, what what about that podcast? And he's probably going to listen to this and go, you were doing what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's true. If you weren't fired before, you would be now. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was one of those jobs that not to make me sound like a slacker, because it was a it was one of those jobs where you were either running around like an absolute maniac and had no time to even eat lunch, or there was nothing happening. And while my coworkers would be on YouTube uh, looking at stuff, I was like, maybe I'll go do a podcast real quick. That's so it was, right. it was kind of a weird job. That's, that's where the hustle began. It is. It is. Crazy times. All right, so uh, something a little bit gear-focused here. Saw a, uh, I saw a post... Uh, I don't even want to see where it's from. So I saw, I saw a post on Facebook. We'll call it that in a group. And uh, apparently, this person has an ADA MP1. Uh, they're using it with a Marshall a JMP Marshall. And um, they're asking basically where to put it. And people are saying, you know, you're not really. He said. He said. I think it's a he. Yeah, it's a he. He said that uh, he was putting it into the low input. And so, you know, a few people chimed in like, um, really, those are preamps and you really want to put that into the effects return. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I've read on ADA Depot, that's a website, that the ADA MP1 version one was designed to be used in front of amps, not power amps like only the version two. So only the let, um, let's see. Anyway, so that's basically what he said. Everything else was like, blah, blah, blah. But Mm -hmm. when I read that, that's like, I, I generally face palm over comments like that because I'm like, just because you read it on some forum where somebody said that that's the way they were supposed to be used. Doesn't make it true because if you knew how the circuit was, it wouldn't do that. You mean if I read it on the internet, it, Possibly might be uh, wrong. It's another one of those scenarios where just because it is on the internet does not mean it's from someone that knows what the hell they're talking about on the internet. Much like a lot of this podcast. Much so. like this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> a lot like this. It's a lot like this, actually. Doesn't mean we know what we're talking about. <laughs> right. Except uh, maybe in this case. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a preamp. It's got clean. It's got two different cleans. It's got several different distortions. It literally is designed to replace the preamp in your amplifier, like bypassing it and using it either into the effects return or ideally in those days, because that was is it a, is a rack effect. Uh, you would have a big rack and you would have a separate power amp and you would run it into that, into a cabinet. And uh, I mean, they sound fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But if you use it in front of an amp, you're basically using it as a distortion pedal. And I'm scratching my head thinking, that seems to be common sense to me. Like you have multiple gain stages in front of multiple gain stages that's stacking. 
So that's basically like running a distortion pedal into an amp. Yeah, and maybe I've never used one of those. I've only heard it in the hair distortion video. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it might sound really good in that. It know, does. Using it that way, you can use it as a, as a distortion pedal. Yeah, that that. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it can't be. I'm saying it's wrong to believe that it was designed to be used that way. Right. That's just simply <laughs> not true. That's just not true. <laughs> Now it can well, be, but you know, you could also use a chorus, you know, I, I, I don't know. You could use a chorus, um, without the clean signal and just have a vibrato. That's possible. Doesn't mean that they were made to do that though. Right. Unless right. they were made to do that. Some, some new, new courses were. Yeah. A lot of newer ones, once yeah. they've kind of figured out that was a thing that people liked. Right would be designed with that in mind. But yeah, old school ones, it was just a, it was a, it's like, a, well, you know, when, I mean, there's all kinds of different legends about how this started, but it's just like, like when they cut the guitar speakers, I think was it the kinks that did that? The kinks slash, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. They slashed the guitar speakers. It wasn't designed for that to happen. It just happened to be cool when it, it was, <laughs> when it did happen. It was a unique tone. You yeah. Know? So, but that's what we do. You know, that's what us guitar players do. We take things and we use them incorrectly. And uh, that's how distortion was born. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Dave Davies was the one that slashed those speakers. It did sound good, too. Got to be honest. But yeah, how did he know that that was going to sound good? That's the real question. Did he just do that out of spite and it happened to sound good? Or did he already do this before? Uh, you know what? Um, I'm, tr I'm reading through an article that, like, kind of like an interview he did. Um, it doesn't really say. He just says the, uh, I'll call it crappy, the crappy little amplifier made it raunchier. <laughs> yeah, that would do that for sure. You see, people used to kick it to make it sound even. Um, Crappier. <laughs> <laughs> Even worse. So, so apparently he was like, I need a really sick tone. Not sick in the way that we use it. Sick as in not good. Sick. And uh, <laughs> what's the best way to do it? Why don't I just cut my speakers? <laughs> hey, why not? Why not? Let's do it. This is rock and roll after all. Um, speaking of crazy things, oh, my browser just went down. Come back, Mr. Uh -oh. Browser. Um, speaking of, of things that, well, actually, we're not really speaking of things I've been noticing, but it reminded me of something I'm, I'm noticing a lot. Maybe this is just me looking too much into things. I don't know. But have you noticed that on YouTube, due to the quarantining, <laughs> it seems like we're starting to run out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean like, not everybody hey, do you want to go live later <laughs> everybody's going live that's for sure everyone's live streaming what do you think they that had to do to instagram servers when everybody just started live streaming just like out of nowhere oh well you know that's why it's like 240p now you know <laughs> the quality is so much degraded at sometimes um I anyway mean, sorry about that i think it's cool I, I you know what i honestly think i think due to this quarantining 
I think it's going to change the way a lot of companies do things. So for example, one of the things that we do is before a pedal gets shipped out now, we wipe it down, you know, mm -hmm. make sure it's clean. Um, that was something, and I'm sure the other companies do it as well. That was something that wasn't really, a th I mean, you know, if you had big grease smudges, you don't want that, but you weren't really worried about whether, you know, whether it was sanitized, right? Whether somebody on the line had a cold that day and coughed and then put your knobs on, like it wasn't, no one thought about that really, you know? No. Um, no. but now we do. So now we added a step in the process and I think that's probably a step that's not going to go anywhere, you know, which is your pedals get, <laughs> they get antibacterialized. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, you know, I, I wonder about that. Like I, you know how I hope I haven't repeated this already on the podcast, but not this one. This I'm is doing. a big event. This is a big world changing event, much like World War Two. You know, the Great Depression, World War One. It's it's a big deal. Like we're gonna get through it. I'm I'm positive of that. But it's a big deal, and um, you hear things like, "Oh, my great grandparents lived through the Depression, so they were always." you know, real frugal or whatever. I wonder if we're going to be the, the generation that is like, oh, they live through COVID-19. That's why they're such <laughs> germ freaks. Like, you like, know what? That's probably, you're probably right, man. I think, <laughs> I mean, you know me, Blake, and you know, some of the people that listen to this podcast have met me at NAM or know me in real life. So to those people, they know that I've, I've always been a germ. Germaphobe. It's <laughs> it's been pretty normal for me to use hand sanitizer judiciously, and we've talked about that quite a bit on here. Now it's just like now I'm a normal person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel super weird. Like, so I'm yeah. I'm the uh, designated. Well, no, my wife's the designated survivor of the house because if I, you know, we kind of figured like if I get it, I can quarantine in the shred shed. Well, that will be. Uh, not well. It's actually a pretty fun place to be quarantined, but it wouldn't be my first choice. I'd rather be in my house, uh, because it has windows. But uh, anyway, I have a place to go, and if she gets it, we're all we're all hosed. We like she has nowhere to go. She's not gonna hang out out here. She's got babies to feed and all kinds of other stuff. So anyway, I've been the designated grocery getter, uh, and. I'm I it was such a not germaphobe that this is it's so weird. I'm like thinking to myself, Blake, you're wiping down all of your groceries with the with the sanitizing wipe before you put them in your car. What kind of person have you become? Like, <laughs> you need to stop hanging around that Brian Wampler guy. I was like, I'm the, I used to be the guy that would like, oh, I dropped my whatever on the floor. Is any dirt stuck to it? Nope. All right. It's still good. We're eating it. <laughs> It's a very strange shift for me to try to like be super responsible in that department. And I'm not really that concerned about me. Like as most people aren't, I just have other people that I have to help grandparents and things that need me. And, uh, so that's why I'm more concerned than anything. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. No one wants to hear about that. We've mm -hmm. said we're going to try to minimize this talk and we have not done a very good job of it. So. Well, it's kind of like ignoring the elephant in the room in a way. You know, yeah, I mean, I don't really want to talk about, you know, well, let's talk about some statistics, <laughs> right? 
Let's not right now. Wrong podcast. That's the CDC podcast you want to listen to. Yeah, uh, go over there. <laughs> but I think uh, I I, th- I just think it's interesting how it's probably changed the way a lot of businesses are going to work, including guitar pedals. You know, I mean, Definitely. including stores. If you have a music store, it, you know, when one person puts a guitar back on the shelf and then walks out of the store, and another person comes in and picks that same guitar up, well, now you're wiping. You're completely wiping that guitar down with something that's, you know, some sort of Lysol-based, you know, disinfectant. And I think think stuff like that is what's going to change. And probably, I mean, I don't know. I don't don't know much about this department. But if I had to guess, we might be more healthier as a result for, you know, for a good portion of of years. If we continue... Mm -hmm you know, taking care in the music stores to clean, clean the counters off really good, clean the guitar strings off really good and the back of the necks, because that's another place that bacteria builds up from people's hands. Right. Um, you know, just clean the things off. Good man. Clean the knobs on the amps. Do that. If you have, you know, and if I had a music store, I would market that you guys do that. You know, that this is something that you actively do whenever a person puts a guitar down, you wipe it down to make sure there's, you know, uh, less of a chance of bacteria being on, on that instrument or amp or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or drumstick, if you happen to be one of those types that play drums, you know? <laughs> oh, those types. <laughs> those types of people. <laughs> oh, boy. Not those people. But if you're a musician... <laughs> see what I did there? It's a joke. Uh, it's a joke. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's just a joke. And that, that literally just prompted about a thousand hate emails right there. Just there that go. little joke. Good, good job, Brian. You've crashed our inboxes. Thanks for that. <laughs> well, just remember, if you want to email me, it's info at tonemob.com. No, don't. It's not, not going to get you anything. It's not going to get you anything. Apparently, a lot of people from Russia think that they need to talk to me uh, via that email. Not that I don't want to talk to Russian people. It's that I don't, I don't speak Russian, so I don't know what they say. Uh, have you tried the Google Translate? It's, I'm just joking. It's all spam, but for some reason, a a high percentage of it is in Russian and I don't know why. I'm not getting any Russian spam. I'm still, um, I I sign up to a lot of things though. So it's, it's normal for me to just have a gigantic amount of spam. Gotcha. I mean, it's the marketing thing, right? I like to see what other people are doing. And so I sign up for every newsletter on earth. Not everyone, because that would be a lot of newsletters, but a lot of newsletters. In it's like, wow, every single newsletter on Earth? <laughs> it's impressive. Yeah, it took a lot of time. <laughs> oh, so it's it's interesting. So uh, one thing, this is kind of a side, I guess it's not really a sidebar, but I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast yet, but you're getting back into the book writing game. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this podcast is actually sponsored by me. Come to think of it. <laughs> uh, is this like when Joe Rogan says this is podcast is brought to you by on it? Why? Because I own part of it. That's why. <laughs> sort of like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't, I'm not as good of a speaker as Joe Rogan and I smoke a lot less pot than he does. Um, fact zero. Uh, anyways, um, wait a so, minute. What? <laughs> this episode brought to you by 420 because that's when <laughs> we're recording it anyway. Oh, it is 420, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'll be doggone. Well, well, didn't even what make are you that do to connection. Celebrate? <laughs> um, I will have a cup of coffee. 
I can't do. Yeah, I can't do the. I haven't. So let me let me back up a little bit because I know again more emails were just generated to my inbox. <laughs> I'm not saying that I disagree with the idea of marijuana being legalized. I actually think it should be. If you want to know, I'm just saying that me as a person, I generally uh, have a high level of anxiety to begin with all the time. It's just part of my personality, and that makes it worse. Trust me, I've well, tried. There you go. I've tried. It makes it worse. <laughs> I wish it didn't. It affects but everyone it differently. It does. I've, I know other people who do it, and they're as calm and cool and collected as you could possibly imagine. And I'm like, that would be awesome. With me, it makes me want to hide under the bed and cry. <laughs> and that we can't have. We need more. We need more tone juice. That's out right. In the world. That is not a way to squeeze the tone juice out of Brian. Is by making him cry under the bed. No, definitely not. Anyway, I don't remember where we were. Uh, we were about. going somewhere with that. Uh, oh, books. Oh, yeah, there you go. And we can shift this... gears like no one's business around here. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by me. Um, all right. So we just did a, we released, I've been talking about this for a while. Like, I want to release a, a new DIY book. Yes, still working on that, but that's a gigantic project. It's huge, it's monstrous. Um, it, it's just incre so incredibly intense that I can't even can't describe it without showing you. But here's what I'm saying. So I'm taking the effects that I do have done, and I'm keep in mind like this. It's an 80 page long book. E it's an ebook. It's on Kindle right now, but it's all about the DS1, including a complete circuit walkthrough. Here's what parts change the sound. Here's how they change it. Here's what happens if you change this part this way. Here's what happens if you change this part this way. It's got graphs. It's got all the nerdy stuff that you see on my videos and more. And again, it's, it's explained like I, I try to explain everything else. I'm trying to explain it like I was, you know, explaining it to my 13 year old kid, you know? So I'm trying to explain it in a way that anybody can understand if you, even if you have no idea the difference between a resistor and a capacitator, you know, a capacitator. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like a mashed potato, but it's made with capaps. <laughs> okay. That sounds, you know, like a unique, uh, Indiana cuisine that it's, I'm not familiar it's a with. Cross between capacitors and tater tots. Mm, yeah. Man, that sounds great. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. The, you know, the DS1, I, I've been, uh, you know, I didn't give the DS1 enough credit. I actually really love the DS1. Dude, I, um, the a, more I play, great it, it's, a, man. it's great. It's just people don't, uh, at least, you know, like a stock one, you got to set it a little different than you would think. You got to roll the tone back a little further. Like, yeah. You know, it's, it's just, yep. a, it's got a little more high end in it than, it does. Or, I don't know. It does. It not a, not a whole lot of mids to it. I mean, it's to me like it's it's a really good. Um, I don't want to say sterile distortion because that's not the right word, but it's just it's just a good bass distortion. Mm -hmm. But the thing I love about the DS one and a lot of boss stuff, to be really honest with you, I love their circuit. Like looking at it from a schematic perspective, I'm like, these guys are freaking brilliant. Um, mm -hmm. or, or girls, I don't. I don't, honestly don't know who the engineers are. I have no clue. Um, whoever whoever's yeah. doing the engineering um but like the circuit design there's so many things you can do so in this book like i'm taking it i'm showing you how to turn it into a a fuzz that you would love blake like literally you would love this fuzz 
It is. It oh. has got your name all over it. It's a fantastic fuzz, and it's not a fuzz face, but it's a very Velcro-ish type, just a mean fuzz. Mm. Um, so we're so we're doing that with it. Of course, we're there's you know ten different ways to change the distortion tones. Uh, there's mods on how to turn it into just a straight up, you know, great overdrive, and you know, completely different from a distortion. Soft clipping. Nice and juicy and smooth, you know, not like a tube screamer. We're not turning it into a tube screamer. It's it's its own thing. Um, yeah, it's just man, it's just a cool circuit. It's it really yeah. is. And, and again, like um, same thing with like the blues driver. I look at the blues driver. In fact, I I just did all the uh, all the um, what they call spice simulations last night uh, for because we're getting release a blues driver version. And um, man, there's so much to it, like. Besides the gain stages, there's there's literally a three band amp style tone stack at the beginning, all with fixed resistors. So really, yeah. So most people don't know that, but yeah, like if you like a, a treble mid bass on an amp, that same circuit, that circuit block, comes after. Uh, let me look here. Comes after the first gain stage, and the bass is boosted way up. To compensate for the gain stages, because the gain stages have actually they're cutting the boot the base, so it, they kind of level each other out. Um, and then from there, like you know, a couple more gain stages and some more filtering, low pass and high pass filters, doing stuff, changing the flavor of it. But then we get to the end of it, and it's a straight up EQ stage. It's boosted at about a hundred. I think it's like a hundred and thirty hertz or so. Big, big boost, just like you turn the EQ pedal up on the bass setting, 130 hertz. Um, but the cool thing is you can, you can actually change that. You can make that any frequency you want. It's a gyrator stage. You could turn it, the bass down. You can turn the bass up. You can make it mid-range. You want to turn it into something more like a tube screamer? We can do that. So it's like all these things I'm really kind of describing in depth where the book that I released in like 2007 was... Here's three mods you can do, and it sh hopefully will sound better. So it's <laughs> it's way more in depth, but I do include the old stuff just you know so people will so it's not lost to history basically. But um, I think what's the, the real value is that I'm really trying to educate and teach people not only how to look at a schematic and how to how to read it, how to read what is important for us guitar players, uh, but also you know it. Here's what R11 does. You want more bass? Change this. You want more less bass? Change it to that. You know, so it's just way more in depth, man. So it's ten bucks. It's ten bucks on Am on uh, Amazon Kindle, and they'll all be about ten bucks. So there you go. Check it out. You'll love it. Nice, nice for all the DIY folks out there, and ones who are thinking about being DIY folks. So that's who the uh, that's who the podcast is sponsored by this week. Sponsored by Brian Wampler. Uh, and, that's perfect. And if you'd like to be a sponsor on this podcast, you need to be Brian Wampler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. If I like you, I may consider it. What else is going on? Well, let's see what else is going on today. Well, I've noticed that um, according to the effects database, there's been several new companies that have popped up. Mm, several of them have then also faded away. When it's kind of a weird time to start a pedal company right now. Not that it can't be done, but mm, I don't know. A lot of 
in a market that's already crowded, I probably would I probably would go for something a little different. I think if I was starting from the ground up and didn't already have a customer base. And uh, let's see, not not a whole lot of new releases. Doesn't look like uh, prices on Reverb are still trending up for all, you know all the main pedals that you would think. All the main companies seems like prices are just you know it's, it's the it's the uh, supply and demand thing. It's, right. Um, you know, when there's, when there's a lack of supply, in other words, all of us are basically sitting at home, not really building pedals like we should be, then, um, you know, you can't sell those to music stores and those music stores can't then in turn sell it on reverb or Amazon or eBay or whatever. And it creates a, a, a bit of, of a supply problem. And even if your music store is selling, which a lot of them still are, you know, we went down, I don't I don't even know the exact numbers, but just I'm just gonna throw a figure out there. We had over fifty people building pedals, and now we're down to under ten. Like, and that includes shipping, that includes every everything, including the building, right? And it's because we have to maintain safe distances and everything has to change in the way that we used to do things. So we just can't simply build enough quick enough now. Mm-hmm. So that creates a supply and demand problem. Yeah. I mean, experiencing that on my side too. Like, I've a—I uh, I don't think I've talked about it on here very much, but I—I I do some artist stuff for Stringjoy now, which is like literally like the week before we shut down. I started doing that, um, and so I've been talking to Scott even more than I already was because I was already talking to him all the time. But now we're talking to him even more, and same thing there. They've you know they've split the crew in half, and uh, you know they're working different different days so to minimize the amount of people in the building at the time and you know keep distances and all that stuff but what people don't a lot of people don't understand seemingly uh is that that takes more time and so the, he's getting all these emails why hasn't my thing shipped i ordered it a day and a half ago and it's like well because there's a pandemic <laughs> because it's not a mask you know right <laughs> it's not it's not toilet paper if it was mm-hmm. toilet paper, it would be there tomorrow. Right, right. But they, they, uh, they got you know they're doing the best they can. They're still getting stuff to people relatively yeah. quickly. Yeah, it's just people. Amazon has spoiled everyone, and they now that's like if it's not there in two days, it's basically it basically isn't coming ever. Like, where's my stuff? So yeah, thanks it's... Jeff Bezos, but <laughs> you know whatever. I'm not complaining about it per se. <laughs> This might be a little bit of a mess for Bob. Sorry, I'm recording again. Don't know what happened there. But anyway, yeah, I'm not. We're not complaining. Like it's it's awesome that that the customers are still supporting the company and all that jazz. Like that's amazing. But it's just it's it's stressful time for everyone in in different ways. You know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you and I were were joking about uh, you know, our our payment protection plan that we <laughs> both applied for numerous places and, you know, to help the small businessmen. Yeah. But apparently we have, uh, under 500 employees. So we really don't, we really don't get much help. I, uh, <laughs> I don't want to go on a, the rant that I would like to go on. So I'm not going to, right. I'm going to, I'm going right. to chill. I'm going to chill on this as best I can. S- Serenity now. Suffice to say, Serenity what, now. <laughs> 
So, so let's just say, uh, if you want to help Blake out, what, what, what's, what's the thing that you're working on right now that a person can go check out Blake? Oh, besides Tone Mob podcast, obviously. Well, that's a big one, honestly, as far as like the most direct way I'm working on some other stuff that, uh, will hopefully be coming to light pretty soon. We're kind of having to shift gears on it. Um, I've talked about it on the Tone Mob podcast before, but if you want to follow uh, Cormac Audio on Instagram, there will be some updates there pretty soon on some stuff. We're having to again this this whole uh, this whole thing has made us have to revisit the whole thing. But working on comic books and guitar stuff and comic, yeah, comic books, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Just uh, it, they kind of uh, kind of kind of basically. Uh, take two of my biggest interests and try to mash them together in a weird way. So that's that's one Wait, way. So are you drawing or are you? I'm writing. Like writing. Yeah, I'm writing, okay. and I got a couple different artists that I'm working with to uh, get those things out. And we're gonna try to do both hard copy and digital, uh, and uh, some exclusive stuff that may or may not be with other things. So we'll leave it at that. So so I. So I have to ask, do you have a character called Brian the Tone Master? I don't have a character called Brian the Tone Master. <laughs> you need one. He needs a cape. He needs a cape, and it just needs to say Tones, T-O-A-N-Z <laughs> on the back. <laughs> and he'll tell you all about the DS1 circuit. <laughs> he'll tell you all about the DS1s and how to modify them in his Kindle book on Amazon that you can check out right now for nine ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. Immediately. But honestly, the most, the easiest and most direct way that people can support me if they want to is by listening to the podcast. Uh, the way that, that I have certain sponsorships set up over there, I'm literally paid by the download. So it's free. Fantastic. And if you want to nerd, come nerd out with me and my guests, that is the most direct way that, that you can support is simply download and listen to the podcast. And you do get a lot of great guests, man. Oh, man. I've had some bangers lately. Like it's people are like, well, I guess I, I guess I'll respond to this nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Got some really I had some really good ones uh, and this, especially in late 2019. And well, I don't know. It's been I keep saying I never thought this would happen. I never thought this would happen. And I was like, I, maybe I need to start thinking that it's going to happen because it keeps happening. So. So when, when are you getting Yngwie? I'd, I'd love to get Yngwie. Uh, I'm I'm supposed to do one with the. Pete Thorne here pretty soon. Uh, oh, Pete's a good dude, man. Yeah, he he'd be a great. That'll one. be that'll be a lot yeah. of fun. Um, I just did one. I think I plugged this already, but I did one with Kathy Valentine from the Go Go's recently. Uh, Eddie Breckenridge yep. from Thrice, who as my listeners know, I'm a huge, huge Thrice fan. So that was fun. Um, yeah, and it's a it's a good time for everybody. That's awesome. All right, man. Well, thanks for joining me this yep. week been fun talk to you next time bye thanks for listening to the chasing tone podcast as always if you have any comments questions or concerns you can email podcast at wamplerpedals.com and i will personally get your email if you like this podcast make sure to share it with your friends and bandmates and others into guitar podcast if you'd like to show your support for the show today the best thing for you to do is go to that amazon link uh, it's in the description of this particular episode Click on it, buy it, download it, modify some Boss DS1s, and have some glorious tone. It's awesome. You'll love it and some great, great modifications. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.